rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 60 of the Cosmic Force. And on tonight's episode, we are talking, going back to the High Republic to talk about Edge of Balance Volume 2. Uh, it's going to be a fun night tonight. We're also going to talk about what is on our weekly pull list and a non-spoilery little image that we had from today's episode of Kenobi. So uh, we're going to have a fun time tonight, and let's go ahead and start introducing everybody. And we will start where we always do with Emma. Emma, now I heard, I believe you also were not here last week because you were you were busy doing some other things, correct? That's right. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. I was doing uh, – I started a new job last week. And the training happened to be on a Wednesday night. <laughs> so um, while I was disappointed I couldn't be there because uh, I hate missing shows so much, um, I'm glad to have started you know, my new job and kind of got that rolling. And I've also been studying for my GRE, which for those that don't know, it's the graduate record exam. So that you know, some schools require it like when you're applying to grad school. So I have that Sunday please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a busy time for me. and um, But yeah, I'm glad to be talking comics and kind of get my mind off of it a little bit. So, Well, it must be a busy time for somebody else as well, because Caleb, somehow you haven't watched the, se- the season finale of Kenobi yet. Like, how, how, how um, is that even possible? Things got in the way. Like... I got home, I started watching, I took some headache medication, I started watching the uh, the episode, got like 10 minutes in, and my wife was like, oh, it's uh, time to eat. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I should probably do that. So, And then once we did that, I'm like, oh, no, it's time to set up my show. So I have to get my room kind of put together, make my bed, all like that. So it's it's good. Like, the first 10 minutes were really good. I could talk about that. <laughs> well we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about too many spoilery things because as uh jared's in the chat tonight and he says that he has also not seen kenobi yet so we won't we won't talk about too many spoilers but we will we'll, we'll share one image that's not plot spoilery in a second but before we do that let's check in with our last host of the day timothy how are we doing tonight i am feeling all of the things the highs and the lows that i still can't get into still feeling I'm still feeling, um, I'm good. I'm alive. I'm well. Uh, Kenobi was excellent. Uh, my cat has been good to me today. It's, it's been a good day. It's been a good day. <laughs> and and I believe so. I do see our oh, fifth co-host there. in the background there, right? Yeah. He's, yes. he's hanging out with the oh, drinker right. back in the back. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's fending, he's saving me from, from the treachery <laughs> that is them. So... Well, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. But if you can't join us live, that is quite all right, because we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are also part of the Utini podcast network of shows and a Discord channel at Utini.com slash Discord 
with more than a thousand members and dozens of channels and topics to talk about. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. Uh, Emma, did I don't see anybody here, but I do want to double check. Did we have any new patrons this week to, that we wanted to shout out? No new patrons this week. Um, but yeah, if you guys are are new here and uh you know saw the higher public and you're like oh i love the higher public let's see what this is all about and you've never heard of us before we do have a uh patreon uh channel patreon.com slash utini and you get exclusive shows uh, tim tim you're, you're you run our patron do you, do you want to tell them what, what you get yeah sure uh beginning of five dollars you get access to all of our shows um and several of our shows a bit earlier so like star wars archives for instance um there there's been a lot of discussion in our discord today about um <laughs> their like brief history of everything um it's one of my favorite <laughs> things that we do at utini uh trev and jose just absolutely kill it um and then at higher tiers you get access to behind the scenes shows exclusive shows that most folks don't get on the public channels um and then even higher up you can get things like t-shirts and access to helping us shape the company and really cool things like that so um and you can always just check it out for a month and then get what you want as much as you can and then like bounce and that's totally cool <laughs> so we have some folks jump in for a month and leave then maybe come back later as something else comes along that they're interested in so whatever you want to do we're all here for it Definitely. Great job, Timothy. I definitely put you on the spot. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) Totally fine. Great plug. I I live in this space, so it's great. Good. We love it. All right. Let's get into our weekly poll list. Uh, It's a short list this week, but it's a very important issue. Uh, Emma, what do we have on, on the poll list this week? Yeah, there's been a lot of chatter about this one. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I've heard a lot of good things. It is the fifth issue of Crimson Rain called The Scarlet Queen, written by Charles Soule, pencils by Stephen Cummings, inks by Victor Olazaba, colors by Guru EFX, letters by Travis Lanham, and the cover by Lionel Francis Yu and Sonny Go. So, uh, and by the way, we were talking about this before the show. This cover is just amazing. It's so good. And uh, I mean, it's like... I mean, Kira's awesome, but this, you know, kind of showing how she's like trying to play Vader in the in the series kind of as a whole. Yes, this, it's just it's just th- good. It's just really this good. gives me very much uh, Queen's Gambit vibes. And like she is yes. and she is playing chess with, with 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 Vader. I also haven't read it yet. And I've got my I've got my Ario on cover right back here. Uh, so I'm very, oh, very, very nice, excited very nice. to, to get into that later later today. But yeah, uh, I've had a good time with it. Good, yeah, and, and you know, Tyler, not to get us too off track here, but you said the Queen's Gambit. I haven't seen the Queen's Gambit, but I've heard that Moses Ingram is in it. Is this is this true? She is in it. Yes, I actually did not realize that oh it was that she was the same character. Um, she plays a great uh, supporting character in that show. Uh, very very integral part of of the. I can't remember what her what her the main character's uh, journey. Uh, so yeah, she's great in that. I really loved her character in that. Oh. And of course, we have we have a still love Moses Ingram as as Riva and Kenobi. Uh, so lots of love. Might have to watch it. Lots then. of love for 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 Moses Ingram from uh, from the, yes from, definitely from us. So all right. So yes, um, let's go ahead. Did we did we we, we went through? I was li- read listening to your 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 cover. We went through all of the the creative yes. people on that on that book yes okay. we did so, and, and by the way as always uh the link to purchase that is in the description below if you don't have it already all right 
Caleb, what uh, what do we got this week for Art for of the Week? This week's Art of the Week, this is from our Discord. This one came from user Diligent Sloth. Uh, this is from Han Solo number uh, one. It's just kind of a really nice splash page of, um, you know, Han Solo, his wheeling and stealings, him with Chewbacca. Just some really, it's just really fun to see, like, uh, barges and spaces and everything out there. This isn't the Han Solo and Chewbacca. This is the Han Solo one-shot that was, like, him uh, getting in a galactic-wide wide, uh, race. It's kind of a really fun short series there, but uh, the pencils and inks were by Mark Brooks, and the colors were by Sonia Obak. Uh, just said, just a really uh, intricate two-page spread here. I'm glad we picked this one. Yeah, definitely. This this really caught my my eye in our in our channel. Yeah, this looks great. I'm actually really glad that we picked Diligent Sloth's uh, art here because just before we went live, he actually put a very interesting question in our Star Wars Comics uh, channel where he was asking. He said that he has got, I think he said three trade paperbacks left for the current run of Marvel. And he put a question out that I want to pose to all three of you. Uh, does he go to the IDW and read some of the adventures? Or does he got, take a stab at the Legends uh, comics the, uh, next once he gets called up? So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to turn this question yeah. over to, to okay. Caleb. Uh, first. So after, is he finishing the current 2020 run or the uh, 2015 run, do you say? I think he just said he was okay. catching up on canon. So his question was IDW or I would or say go, go back, back into Legends. Legends almost as a palette cleanser. Like uh, IDW is good, but it's a lot of it is kind of the same. Uh, by kind of going in back into Legends, you can get some real wild stuff. Like you get some real <laughs> wild stuff. So like <laughs> great series that are very short. Like um, I know if you're kind of tired of Vader, maybe not this one, but Darth Vader in a Ghost Prison. That's a really good one. Uh, there's yep. a lot. And the Ninth Assassin exactly, is also exactly. a good one. Uh, you know, Tales of the Jedi, if you want some, like, weird 90s comic sort of stuff, like with uh, Keller Adamic. Uh, I know uh, uh, Jared probably is going to kill me for that pronunciation, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there. So maybe look into Tales of the Jedi, just so you can have, like, a completely different look at things. All right, so your vote is to go to Legends. Timothy, what about you? Um, I would say to give... Adventures another go. Okay. Um, especially now that it's, I mean, I know it's impossible to find. So if you don't have them, I'm sorry and may the force be with you. Um, so maybe Legends is the play there. Um, I've been trying to get into the X Wing comics because um, I'm currently reading that series of books. Um, so I'm trying to read those. I know they're set like a prequel and all that, but Tales of the Jedi is next on my list after I finish uh, X Wing. So yeah, you may have a reading buddy if you <laughs> give it a couple days. Very nice. <laughs> all right, Emma, what about you? I personally was going to vote for IDW just because I really enjoy those those books. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, like Caleb said, sometimes they are the same, you know. <laughs> they, they, I, I mean, the, the thing I like about it is that you get a great mix of characters. Like, you get to see more sequel trilogy characters than we ever get to see in the comics. Um, you get a, I don't know, I guess a more, like, diverse way of telling stories because you're not you're not stuck to a single like plot point or an end goal it's just kind of just for fun so i think they're a ton of fun i actually wouldn't be opposed to like you know reading some some legends and then to take a little breather there's a lot, of, there's a lot of legends 
there's a lot of legends and and like caleb said i mean he's not wrong they are crazy um so if, if you need something to just like mellow out you know kind of what you're reading um throw some idw in there and, and the great thing about those is that there's no true order that you really have to read them in and they don't really tie into a whole lot else so you can honestly kind of start and stop them as you please and so i think those are a great way to sort of break it up but i i personally love the the idw stuff and um like the forces of destiny um trade is really good and there's a lot of hidden gems in there all of cavs Cavs horror series are great too oh yeah so so my vote was going to be do high republic adventures first Mm. Because I mean, the High Republic, the High Republic is knocked out of the park. I mean, if you haven't, if you, if yeah. if you haven't read any of the High Republic, then maybe maybe don't start there. But after that, then I would, I th- I think I I like Emma's suggestion of do a little bit of of Legends and then come back and do a little bit of of IDW because consuming all of IDW's adventures is is difficult. If you're an older reader, and by older yeah, I mean anything over the age of like mm. eighteen, nineteen, because it's it is clearly intended for for a younger audience. Yeah. However, I can vouch for that. I tried it. It's a little difficult. It's, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a, a, an Aesop's fable sort of thing where like there's a problem and you got to solve it, and you got you know there's a there's a moral behind it. You know, at the end of the story, so it's definitely geared to a, to, a, to a, a, a younger audience. However, there are very important characters in the High Republic adventure. So I would I would highly recommend you read up on that so you know who all the characters are and then yeah then then go back into into some some good some really good classic uh, uh, legend stuff so all right a uh, little bit of a, of a of a segue there Emma you have a a little bit of a you you, you showed this in our in our sl- in our Slack channel and I thought this is great little co- little comics uh, uh, shout out um, so for those of you who have not don't want to see anything related to 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 kenobi this is not plot plot uh, spoilery um but if you don't want to see anything then shut us down for about 60 seconds and then and then come back come back to us but emma i i I turn it over to you yeah absolutely when this came across my twitter feed i screamed i was like how did i not notice this it is just perfection let me put it up on the screen so you know what i'm talking about um so this is obi-wan from this uh, from today's episode and right next to it is the comic cover uh from star wars 2015 uh issue number 15 basically the same outfit even (laughs) down to the goggles (laughs) down to the goggles yeah really the only thing that's different is the hair i mean he doesn't have like you know the gray in his hair um but honestly, and you know, he doesn't have the gaffy stick. But I don't even think in that in that issue he had a gaffy stick. If I'm being completely honest, uh, I do want to thank um, at Padme Darksaber on Twitter for pointing this out, um, and also for this image of Obi Wan on the TV. You know, there's no high high res images of it yet, but um, yeah, I like screamed when I saw it. And, and also, people in the comments of that tweet were also pointing out how it's very reminiscent of that. Um, mythos figure from i think it's from side yes maybe? I, I know which one you're talking about uh that was also shared in either our, our, our slack or discord somewhere but yeah i know which one you're talking about there yeah definitely so this was just a lot of fun you know we don't talk about kenobi or any new shows a whole lot even though we are on wednesdays and 
the new shows also take place on Wednesdays, just because, you know, we're we're cognizant that not everybody's able to to watch it in time. But we thought that this was, you know, very important to show because it's a very direct nod to the comics and yeah. it's just very cool to see. As- I will give a plug. I will give a plug to Bounty Hunt, uh, which is our mm. podcast hosted traditionally by the Living Force hosts. Um, so yeah. they usually go live on Sundays um, where they recap the episodes from the TV shows. So you have like four days to catch up if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but definitely worth yeah. checking out. And and it's going to... Yeah, if, if you love breakdowns of yeah. stuff, like like if yeah. you like our roundtables... And and you like TV? That's like that's like it's essentially what it like, is. Really yep. great. And, yeah. and and this is it's going to be a little a little while. But there were I I it is highly probable that we will do a show that kind of calls out all the comic references in, in specifically in Kenobi because there have been a lot of imagery yes. and story beats mm-hmm. that were in this series that it was being pulled from somewhere in the comics. Um, probably I I, I might argue it's the most comic i don't want to call it a crossover comic inspired media that we probably have out there because there's a lot of 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 imagery that i've seen on twitter that kind of oh this was pulled right from the comic oh this is clearly inspired by the comic so kenobi's done a great job of using using the comics as as its reference points for sure so all right Let's go ahead and get into uh, what we're reading. Uh, I know that the comics has kind of been trickling out for us, but that gives us a little bit of time to uh, to start reading some other things. Uh, so, Emma, you have finally finished uh, one of the new new canon books. So, how how did you enjoy that? Yeah, I finally finished Brotherhood. Um, I had preemptively put in the show notes two weeks ago that I finished it, and then like life got busy. Uh, but I finally finished it, like for real this time, uh, and I loved it. It felt like it felt like a Clone Wars episode on steroids, like like a like a drawn out Clone Wars episode or a, cl- a Clone Wars arc. It felt like a drawn out arc, but in a good way. Like that could definitely mean like you know. It was like too slow or whatever. It definitely wasn't. Like it was very, very good. I loved seeing the Nemoidians in a little bit of a different light, and I thought that the new Padawan, uh, Mill Alabeth, I thought she was super I loved cool. Her. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's so great. She's so great. And um, yeah, and I also thought it was great to mention because you know the Living Force uh, on Monday they started their roundtable on Brotherhood, and they're finishing it next week, and it's just great stuff. And I and I loved Mike Chen's writing style. I really hope we get to see him again and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have finished it because on Tuesday we get a brand new Star Wars book. It's oh, uh, Shadow yeah. of the Sith, um, which I, as a Ray fan, I am just so ready, so excited, so pumped. And um, also just as a sequel trilogy fan, you know, we haven't been getting a whole lot of content like anywhere, like comics, books, nothing like that. Um, so to finally get something from this era uh it's just feeding my soul as an, so as an ochi I'm, I'm very i'm very ready. as an ochi of bastoon fan i'm i'm, I'm, exci- I'm yes, excited for ochi. This <laughs> as a lando correct fan. answer we stand ochi in this house yes, <laughs> yes as a lando he'll steal fan. the show yeah all right ochi will steal the show that's my prediction timothy what what, what else have you been getting into <laughs> so i'm mostly putting this here to uh help light a fire under you tyler yes um, so i, I will have an I update am, for you in just a moment <laughs> I'm I'm currently reading the X-Wing series. Um, I'm now into the Wraith Squadron books. I think last week I mentioned that I was reading Wraith Squadron. Well, I've already blown that out of the water. So I'm now reading Iron Fist. um, And I think unofficially, because I'm not part of this really cool challenge that you and Jared and company are doing, um, but I have read six books in the time that y'all have started. You you are beating me then. (laughs) 
I am I am unofficially trying to like Damn. up the ante. So, um, but I'm the challenge, so, dude. I'm loving this. Let's just I'm make this a so company wide event. But like, let's let's, let's just you know see how. So see, let's all is, read legends books. Let's legends. Legends, legends, legends. Let's see if, if Jared's so, in the chat. Timothy, you're, you're essentially the on. cameraman at the Olympics who has to do all the uh, heavy lifting and hold the camera. Correct, correct. <laughs> oh, look, even even Justin's in, in the chat uh, reading Legends, reading Darth Plagueis. There you go. Nice, there excellent. Go. Jared would be, ap- would be, would be very proud. Uh, Caleb, Caleb, what <laughs> about uh, you? What, you? what are you reading? I found uh, Starfighter's Crossbones. Guess, you know, I've... It's the uh, 20th anniversary of uh, Attack of the Clones. I was looking back through at some of the games that came out, and Star Wars uh, Giant Starfighter is a very important game to my uh, history here. And I didn't realize there was a uh, kind of a three-issue miniseries talking about some of the characters. So I read it, and it's pretty good. Like, it is a little wild, because I distinctly remember, like, cool. one, like, one of the main characters in there, Soul Sixa. Like, I remember him being a pretty cool, like, upstanding dude in the uh, game. And then look, it tells his backstory, and it's like, wow, he uh, murdered a lot of innocent people. Wow, he was, like, actually a bad guy. Like, I don't, I don't didn't get that at all. Like, it was, it was good. Like, it, it's, it, like, our main character, Nim's a fun character whose story was never, uh, completed. But, I have the feeling that the longer that the current series goes, that eventually someone will reintroduce Nim back into canon, and I'll be all about it. Exactly. Like, oh, exactly. I know this guy. <laughs> the Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio. I, I've meme. seen this person before. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will be. Uh, I might even tweet about it. Probably not. I don't tweet, but you know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I have also been reading some Legends. Uh, I finished Choices of One, which is my fourth book in my race to finish. Uh, then I got I, I, that one took me a while, uh, which is probably the longest I've ever taken to read a, a, a Timothy Zahn book. But that's because I I got we were talking about the, the stories of Jedi and Sith in in our in our Slack, and it was taunting me sitting on my desk coming back from celebration. <laughs> And it was just like, read me. It's it's short stories. Like like you can be done with me like very quickly. And and I was like, okay. And so I read that. <laughs> and so I finished finished that. Finished um, uh, choices of one. And now I'm about a third of the way through Scourge, um, so which is book number five. And then after this, I have a series. I think I have four out of the six Old Republic books that is on my list. Uh, so I'm going to dive into that. So I think I've got. I'm behind on number of books. I think because um, I think Emily's got got seven. Jared, I think is oh, wow. is at like five and a half. But I've only got like seventeen left. So nice. I'm hoping from a completionist perspective, I get as close to the to, to the end as possible. So um, and when is like the due date for all? Like what? Like when is the 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 quote unquote finish date? Technically, for everybody? it's the end of the year. Wow. I don't know if okay. if you know we might move that up a little bit. We might move it back because holidays can get kind of crazy. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, we're we're playing fast and loose with the rules already. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be. <laughs> oh, so we'll see what happens. And if and if you don't know what I'm talking about uh check out our, our legends look back uh tomorrow thursdays at 9 30 and and you can hear all about it because uh it's 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 connected to their show and it's it's a lot of fun uh and i'm really enjoying getting back into in, in into some legends books so i know that the saying goes like you play stupid games you win stupid prizes but i feel like in this case you win you win it's not a stupid prize because to rick this is like the best thing <laughs> yes. but like it's not a high stakes prize so the the, the, loser. the lowers the stakes. The loser prize. has to read yes. 
at least I think we I think because Jared, who is beating me, he wants me to to, to he's in the chat right now and he says, <laughs> he said, please take note. <laughs> take note that I am beating Tyler. You absolutely right are. <laughs> he could not handle reading more than one. But the loser has to read a Star Trek book picked by Rick Grace. Right. So I don't know if we're doing some sort of book report on it or what, but. We're at least reading, having to read one. I think there should be a round table. Like, listen, we. (laughs) Yes. Well, then that would require everyone to read it. So what's the point? (laughs) But but the the saying should be, the saying should be changed to something like, you play a game with a low stake prize and the rules will be loose. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you were playing for money, the rules would be like, you know. I'm getting, yeah, I got to get back into it. Shadows of the Sith worries me because. Uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to get distracted by that again. Um, and it is thick. It I've, is almost yeah, 500 pages. I've heard that. Yeah. So hopefully I could balance both of them. But we'll see. Scorch is doing. I'm 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 reading. I picked that up. It's, what's today's Wednesday? Picked it up on Monday. I'm already I'm already more than 100 pages into it. So, all right, we've 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 gone all long enough about non non uh, comic stuff. So let's go ahead. Uh, skip right into skip the show ad this week, and let's just go ahead and get right into our main topic tonight, which is of course the High Republic Edge of Balance Volume Two, written by Daniel Jose Older and Shima Shinya. The art is by Mizuki Sakakira, and it was first published digitally February twenty second, two thousand twenty two, and it is for it was put, uh, printed in paperback form, the one that I have on May twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Um, so we are going to go ahead. Let's work. Let's go ahead and get right into the summary of it. And then we'll talk about kind of some things, uh, as we go along. But, uh, this new issue opens up on Banshee still healing from the Drengear attack on the refugee colony. Uh, Jedi Knight Lily Tora, uh, excuse me, Lily Tora Asi is doing her best to manage the temple, the rebuilding efforts, all of her wards, her Padawan, her younglings, uh, the the some of the the temple or uh, some of the inhabitants of the, the the town are are worried about what they need to do and and are they going to be ready for you know in the event that the Drengear come back or the the Nihil come back um, and she seems to be a, Lily's a little out of sorts with those around here. Kieran uh, confronts her about it and she admits since Master Arkov has left, she's extremely stressed about the possibility of the Nihil attacking again. Um, quite unexpectedly, a Jedi Vector lands and Master Sev. Uh, Malagan, uh, I'm butchering that name, appears and she's heard about the rumors of Nihil activity in the area and she's coming to investigate. Sav and Lily butt heads about many factors of Jedi life and what they should be doing to protect the people. While they are arguing, a bomb goes off of the bunkers, the villager in the bunkers that the villagers were digging, prompting an investigation so it's a good thing that uh, Sav has shown up. Uh, Caleb, you've got the next little bit of the summary, so I'm exactly. going to go ahead and turn it over to you. So, while the Jedi discover other explosives uh, hidden throughout the uh, bunkers in the village, they cannot determine who exactly brought them. So, lacking answers, Lily takes her uh, younglings Nima and, and Visnia to Starlight Beacon to ask the masters there directly for help. While on Starlight, Lily meets with Masters Arkov and Stellan Geos. Together, they reassure Lily that she is capable and able to protect the temple and the settlers just with the resources she has. But while leaving Starlight, uh, they hear that Jedi temples are being attacked across the sector. Meanwhile, back at Banshee, uh, Keenan discovers the communicator has been sabotaged as Master Sav sees the approaching strike ships. 
All right, next up, Lily roughly lands her transport in the forest and rushes back to the temple, losing track of the younglings. So she sends Kieran after them, and after having an even worse feeling in the forest, sends Sav after Kieran. The younglings found the Nile, setting up some heavy weapons to target the temple, and Kieran leaps into action, attempting to drive off the Nile. But Zeret, a Nile double agent, distracts the Padawan and shoots him dead. Point blank range. It was sad. Uh, Lily, sensing the disturbance in the force, rushes to the clearing to find her dead apprentice cradled in Sav's arms. Oh, so depressing. So depressing. All right. <laughs> working through their grief, the two realize that the Nihil wants something inside the temple itself. So working together, they evacuate all the colonists and destroy the temple uh, with Nihil weaponry. Uh, as they're preparing to leave, the remaining Jedi get a call from the Jedi Council saying that Starlight has fallen and they order all Jedi to the main temple on Coruscant. Lily, after having protected the people of Banshee, stay behind to protect the ruins and the temple, as well as Banshee itself, from the remaining Nihil. All right. So, um, Caleb, you are the master of our roundtables. Uh, do we want to get into some of the character talk here, or do you, or do we want to kind of summarize yeah, our thoughts on, of our on thoughts what we here? So, kind of like. I've alluded to it a couple times, so I felt like the second volume was a definitely a improvement over the first one. Not that the first one I felt was bad, but I feel like this one had a lot more of a focused story. I really there's a couple twists here that I did not see coming at all. Um, you know, it had a, like this. The story had a lot of teeth to it, for like a better term. So, um, Timothy, how did you feel about this? Like, you know, you mentioned that you in the pre-show that you kind of you know, didn't get you can't bounce off the first volume a bit. Yeah, so I had never read manga at all before I got to Edge of Balance. So I read the first one. Um, I had skimmed through it several months ago, I guess. Uh, but I, I reread the first one yesterday, and I read the second one uh, today. And I definitely enjoyed this one more than the first. Um, I feel like there was like less uh, kind of repetition, especially w maybe because Arkov wasn't in the <laughs> uh, in the picture as much. Because um, I feel like that was like a a whole Lily's having to say the thing that he just said, but you can't understand it because he's a Wookiee. Um, so I feel like there was much less of that. Um, but I, I really dug it. Um, yeah, there were lots of surprises. Um, and I am very glad to have now completed officially all of my High Republic reading. Um, so there were some really cool things that DJO also just added in, um, being the kind of co-author on this that I was, I was really happy to see some fun connections there. Yeah, I think even when Arkov comes back, because he does, he does, he is featured in the in the in the, mm -hmm. in the last, I don't know, third or so. I feel like they handle that a lot differently. Like I, I definitely feel like his dialogue was mm -hmm. more of a conversation instead of. I know right. that was one of our biggest drawbacks of the of, of volume one was it really felt like like Lily or whoever was talking to Arkov was like repeating it. So, um, I I I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with this. Um. I enjoy as much as as, as much as it, it it says sounds weird to say this. I enjoy when the good guys don't escape mm. unscathed um, because it makes their eventual win that much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Like like we have had to go through a trial and tribulation and in, in, to earn this win. And uh, I didn't. I definitely was was very shocked when. Uh, when Kieran was uh, was was killed, uh, I just didn't think. I'm like, this is 
this is DJO. Like this is this is not like some some heavy heavy stuff here. Like you actually you 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 got me, man. Like good for you. And he's the character on the cover. Yeah, that too. So <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was shocked in a in a good and sad way because I I appreciate that a story can do that and and still have enough confidence to to kill off a character and still continue on with the other characters uh, without missing a beat and, and, and really being able to, to deliver a, a really, really great story. So I, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree a lot. Um, I honestly find, you know, as we kind of go on, uh, the character of Lily becomes more and more interesting to me, um, especially because I think in this one, you can kind of see her like, um, sort of feelings of doubt coming through a little bit more she reminds me a lot of vernestra in a lot of ways just in in that you know she has these um i guess these are younglings and vernestra has a paddle on but you know still it's very similar um you know she has younglings to mentor and she isn't sure if she's like doing the right things with them and um you know whether or not she's being a good teacher by doing you know some things that prioritize Banchi over them and um i found that conflict to be very interesting so and i'm also not surprised i was drawn to a character like her since bernestra is my favorite higher public jedi it's not shocking to me whatsoever <laughs> that lily is also um you know a character that i'm very interested in now um i do hope i, I feel like this is um a little bit different than the rest of the higher public stuff in that it doesn't feel super connected to the rest of the story like um, none of the characters ever really show up. Like, I mean, except for Arkoff sometimes, but, um, you know, we don't get like, uh, we don't get like Lily showing up in one of the books, even for like a minute, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, I guess it's connected in, in that, like at the end, you know, they get the report that, that Starlight has, has, um, blown up and that they need to all go back, um, to Coruscant. But other than that, like... It this whole series kind of feels like a separate we do, thing, which isn't we do get a little bit of Stella. Horrible. I mean, at least at least those other characters, at least mm-hmm. those other characters true. come come mm-hmm. to us in the story. So that's th- that's th- very that true. is nice to see. Yeah, because especially I don't think that happened in the first. Uh, one. He, he made an it? appearance at Stellan? the very beginning and at the very end. Uh, at the very Either beginning, the, okay. Was it a transmission or because I don't know if it's the actual character or if it was just a conversation uh, with. The, the the Jedi's posted there, but he does make a he does make a tiny appearance, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're 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 totally right there. Um, I do hope that like in the future, because it is announced that we're getting more um higher public manga. Uh, like in the three. back of this, it says like to be continued in volume three. Yep, and at the higher public uh, panel at celebration, there they showed some concept art of Master Arkoff, specifically in phase two. So it shows that we're going so back in time with him. Um, which is interesting. And yeah, Paddle on Arkoff. else, Emma, and no, Timothy, you were sitting with us too. In the yeah, High Republic yeah, yeah. panel, they, Christina Ariel had asked the, the, the group who is a character that is underrated slash you shouldn't sleep on. And mm-hmm. I, was it, was it Justina Ireland who said Arkoff? Somebody said Arkoff. I don't remember if it was DJO yeah. or, or Justina Ireland, but some one of them had said don't sleep on archive. You're going to see a lot. You're going to see be seeing a lot more of him. So that was something. I remember, that was exciting. I remember hearing that and going, Oh yeah. Right. I definitely was <laughs> right. going to sleep on that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Justin makes a great point in the chat. There was also the, 
the rumble race from yes, the high republic adventures yes. in this book and i i totally forgot about that too i mean because yeah we, we run into i guess i guess i'll like amend my statement now that uh that we're getting like all these examples because you guys are right like there's a lot of connections like in this book but in terms of like mm. other books and other comics we don't get like edge of balance exactly. stuff in those i guess is mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say yeah, I was surprised. But that, that's not a bad thing, though. I was I'm surprised not saying that, that Lily like made bad, the so. Lily made the cover of the big poster of Starlight being on fire. I was surprised and I was like, too. <laughs> that's as close as she's probably been to any of these other folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I was confused. Like, um, d- was she yes. Stellan's Padawan I, well, at one she point? Because they seemed Arcal's very close. Padawan, but I think okay. there was like in the very beginning that she worked with Stellan a couple times. So I think there's some sort of connection there. Okay. I see. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned that, too, because, like, I mean, as much as I think she's an interesting character, I was like, huh, she made the cover. Interesting. Her? Really? Huh. (laughs) This definitely, I I see your point in that when I, prior to reading this, if I were to talk to people about uh, the High Republic and and where they should start, what they should, uh, Edge of Balance Volume 1 is almost, almost, I'm sorry, DJO, is almost an afterthought. Because well, it is remember, so disconnected. Volume one was was actually written by Ireland, Christina Ireland, and and she. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's which would explain why I feel like it was Justina who said, mm-hmm. "Don't sleep on our yeah, She's the one so, who first made. But yeah, now that you're mentioning it, like I'm totally blanking on who said who. I'm actually I keep talking. I have a I have a script from an old video that lists all the characters nice. that they mention so i'm gonna see which one sounds more like dj all right one sounds all right more well like kayla Christina. why don't we go ahead nice. then and get into our our character exactly. discussions so uh, let's start and... with the the can at the top and work ourselves around so let's start with lily uh lily tora asi um you know she's kind of like the main character of this entire story uh we've definitely seen some like growth and some failing here uh you know pretty early on like she gets told by uh you know we last time we did the uh, volume one it, it definitely seemed like there's a kind of a different relationship she had with her pad one like it almost seemed like he was teaching her things more did we see, see a continuation of that here do you think i think that it's it becomes more of a two-way street here uh and, and i think that that there was definitely there is there is definitely mm-hmm. some growth from the end of episode or episode issue volume one and in, 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 into this book by by a lot of the characters and, and Lily included. Yeah, Kieran makes a comment at some point. He's like, "I know that you're watching me, but just as much I am watching you." And that was that was an interesting point to call out. Of like, I see how you like have conversations with Arkov and with some of the other folks around, and um, it was it was interesting that he almost kind of put himself on an equal playing field there. Um, and which I think we may have always kind of been like, and for me approaching the manga anyways, it seems like everyone is de-aged a bit. So I think everyone's pretty close to a level playing field. Um, and whenever I was like, Oh, the reading volume one, I was like, Lily has a Padawan. Interesting. <laughs> um, and, but now it, it, it makes exactly. sense. So uh, speaking of her, like growing and changing, you know, pretty early on, we get a, uh, a scene with her and Seth, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say her last name is Malagain. I guess that sounds kind of fun in, in Irish there. So, Sav Malagain. Uh, she, Malagain tells her to be more like water. How would you guys translate that? What do you think that means to you? Like, 
when a Jedi tells you to be more like mm. water, less like stone. I would translate that as like being more flexible, like not this this quote really like spoke to me actually a lot as somebody that's like a you know just somebody that overthinks things somebody that overplans um it very much like to me i kind of read that as like you know don't plan too much to the point that when something else goes wrong your plan is the thing that breaks you so in my mind that means like go with the flow and literally like the flow of water i guess <laughs> yeah I, I i think you're spot on i i think i think the only thing that i would add to that is as you have to adjust adjust entirely you know as mm. don't be a you know don't be a stone be able to to be permeable and adjust but when you need to make that adjust adjustment commit 100 percent to that adjustment and and move forward with that but i i emma i think i that's that's how i was interpreting it as well yeah, I would agree with that. There, because in this particular volume, we see her trying to take Arkov's point of view, like as gospel, essentially, as I am only going to do this. And then when Sav comes in with a different opinion, then she goes to whatever Sav is trying to say. And yeah, it's very much you don't have to be one or the other. Be a little bit more like Qui Gon. Play play around a little bit between the rules and and really kind of figure out what is what is what before you kind of stake your claim to an opinion or an idea and i i really enjoyed that being a conflict because that was a that was a yeah. ve very significant conflict in the first thir third of this book and i enjoyed that being a conflict without it being a, tra a traditional it conflict like there's clearly not any animosity there but she is having a very hard time adjusting to this and understanding this and to see her really especially through kieran be able to to identify and 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 i recognize yes this is a problem for me and and kind of go through that it was 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 something that i enjoyed uh you know as i read it's this not book. often you see uh like yeah. jedi like, and before it's about like literally like you know right the, the way they should be doing things usually it, mm, unless you're qui-gon <laughs> <laughs> it, it was more like an intellectual conflict mm -hmm. rather than like a physical conflict i guess you could kind of put it and and also before we we move on. I think I have an answer to the whole, like, was it Justina? Was it Daniel? I remember suddenly, because on this list, I didn't put, um, what, what, uh, I'm missing uh -oh. the name all of a sudden. Um, Arkoff. I didn't put Arkoff on the list, and I remember why. I remember that DJO had a two-part answer to this. The first part of his answer was Comac Vitus. Okay, yep. I remember that. And the second part of his answer was Arkoff because I remember Justina said Belzetafar. Mm. And I remember this because she loves Ember and she was talking about how much she loved okay. Ember. So I remember that was Justina. So that kind of that semi clears up that that question that we all had. Love it. <laughs> so um, at the end to get back to Lily here for a little bit, at, well, for a lot, but at the very end of the story, uh, the Jedi are being being directly told by the council that they have to leave and return to Coruscant, uh, but she decides to stay behind. Uh, this kind of puts her in a unique position. Do you think it was, uh, you know, like, do you think it's smart that she tries to just protect these ruins of the Jedi Temple? And do you think that isolating herself from her fellow Jedi is a good idea right now? 
I actually had a major problem with this because I don't see... Well, I, I see problem... I can poke holes in everybody's sort of thinking here. <laughs> Number one, um, did you actually think that destroying the temple would destroy the artifact? No, Fair. that's not how that works. <laughs> you just dig up the rubble and then you find the thing. Like, I mean, that's not how that works. That's never how that works. Second of all... Is she just going to, like, protect it for the rest of her life? What would be more efficient is if she looked through the ruins herself to find the thing that they were looking for. Or just, like, find every single, like, artifact or thing of importance and then bring it back to the Jedi and then kind of resume her normal life. Like, she doesn't need to let this take over her whole life. I think that there's, like different ways to go about it maybe i don't know <laughs> I, I think my only counter argument to that is it shows that she is no longer having a conflict of strategy or or what she what she needs to do and what sav's you know zen like commentary about beat water is it's showing it i took that as because i agree with you from a logic perspective is that really the best best strategy? Probably not. But it is showing to me that she has the confidence in herself that you know what I, I'm going to be here. Like like, and if and if they if yeah. they need something here and they, and something is important to them here, they're going to have to go through me. And 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 I am I am ready to 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 be a Jedi and to to do what it, what a, what a Jedi does to protect this planet, this artifact, this part of the galaxy. So I took that as a real character moment for her. To be able to to say I am I'm confident in my abilities now that I can stand up to to the Nihil. Exactly. Yeah, I can see I that kind too. Of, I don't know if she knows exactly what the Nihil are looking for, and I think that's probably like you know just nuke that's it all and we'll figure out yeah. like how desperately they wanted to see because at the very end it almost looked like uh like the I himself was showing up on Branchy not Banshee to like look around there so. I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, in Volume 3, but we'll touch on that later on. So, uh, do, again, do you think isolating herself from the uh, other Jedi is a good idea now? Knowing what we know about the levelers, that's a terrible idea of being a Jedi by yourself at this moment. <laughs> Absolutely worst idea. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, maybe they wouldn't bother sending one of their uh, valuable uh, hunty beasts after just one. True. Yeah, I can... Uh, I could see this, like, going either way. I mean, this might even lead to something, like, maybe she becomes... Rambo. Um, I always get this mixed up. Wave. Oh, Wayseeker. Wayseeker. Oh. No. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Wayseeker. Yeah, okay. I always mm. get it mixed up with that Wayfinder thing from the Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, I, I, could see, I could see that leading to her, like, becoming more independent, but I could also see it as maybe she becomes like an easy target i feel like i feel like if anything like if i had if i had to make her life plan going forward <laughs> i would say like just like grab all the artifacts you can find girl and just get out of there's there. gotta be like, a data pad somewhere <laughs> with a list think. right yeah. and then you check everything against the list what you yes. can find and then you go oh this thing is probably important <laughs> I mean, I mean, Lily, like in the beginning, you know, she was, uh, you know, in such conflict because she's such a classic over planner. You'd think that she has like an inventory somewhere. <laughs> yep. We'll find out. I guess we'll find but, out. But we, yeah. 
That's what Volume 3 is going to be all about. It's just going to be her digging through the rubble. But speaking of someone who's not going to be in Volume 3... Yeah. In the previous volume, we feel like we've already touched on this a little bit, but it felt like he was kind of the responsible one of the, the between him and his master. Um, I feel like, as we touched on, like this trend has kind of continued. It's a little bit more of a two way street here, but he definitely seems to be kind of like the goody two shoes of the uh, whole uh, operation, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, it kind of, it kind of felt like a. Um, like a Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon dynamic a little bit in that in that Lily sometimes seemed like the irresponsible one, the one that didn't necessarily want to follow all the rules, whereas Kieran like was definitely more of a, a rule follower. Um I think I kind of like how their relationship was though, because you can tell that they weren't very far off in age. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they were like aged up or down in the in the manga format, I think like Either way, they were pretty close in age, kind of similar to like um, Vernon and Emery. Yeah, yep. and Emery. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of glad that it wasn't a super like um, I guess respectful relationship isn't like the best phrase for it because I always feel like he was respectful towards her, but you know, not necessarily like it, it, a hierarchy. It always you know, of, this, this is going to be a weird analogy, but it, it always struck me as like he was the. Uh, like the 16 year old to his single mom who raised him the entire time of like, you know, he's been more responsible for a longer time. He feels like, and needs all the uh, respect that he's due. I can, I can. Yeah. He yeah. like, he, he matured faster. Yeah, I, can, than the I, other I, kids. I see like, that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I've said this before. I think the current Padawans slash newly anointed knights are going to be the most important people mm-hmm. at the end of the high Republic. The the mm-hmm. you know and 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 it's a shame that 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 obviously he's not going to be one of those people, but it's the well, lessons and it's the lessons and how these this group of people are being portrayed that I think is really going to be the focal point of the main story lesson that we're going to get from the high republic is is this coming of age and this this being independent and and this just because you are a a a student doesn't mean that your teachers can't learn from you and that you can't be your own person i i really think that that's going to be one of the 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 telling points of this entire saga and i think that he fits into that same mold just at just like bells at afar you know in his own way uh so i i i i he was one of my my favorite characters coming from uh, volume one um and so it's 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 a shame that that he won't be you know exactly. in volume three i know i know we'll get to them in a little bit but i think something that helped with his maturity was having the younglings around mm-hmm. which seemed yeah. very different to me just to have younglings kind of running around on this world not being so tied to starlight or coruscant or anything like that um so he had to take on more responsibility um and i could see where towards the end he kind of jumped the gun on it but uh i uh i I did like seeing that dynamic because while lily was going through so much and wrestling with so much in her head it gave him an opportunity to go well someone has to look out for these (laughs) these kids and i I, you know i guess it's me and i'm going to try to prove myself and so i i that was very believable so let, let us you know to close the chapter on this to say his death was completely unexpected. I remember, like, you know, when I was reading it for the very first time, oh, she has a bad feeling about this. Like, oh, no, he's going to get captured or something else bad is going to happen. But she'll 
resolve it. And then a few page turns later, it's like, oh, like, the, oh, the blaster shot rang out. Oh, but, you know, Stab was there, so he's safe. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, he has a hole in he's, his He's, uh, in. oh, oh no. <laughs> wait, are we already? Volume two? Oh, shit. Like, we killed him so quick. Like, may not quick in the grand scheme of things, but, like, it was like, wow, he's gone so quickly like that. It was kind of a bit of, like, a gut punch that maybe we had to, like, stop and, like, renegotiate this entire series up to this point. Like, okay, so is this what we've been leading to? Like, wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I definitely did not see that coming. If anything, I thought it was going to be Lily that bit the dust, bit the dust first. Um, Because, like, you kind of think that everybody's going to make it out of Banshee, because, like, you know, it, with the whole Starlight Beacon thing having happened, having happened, and you kind of think that, like, oh, you know, that's enough death for now. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we got to add more death to the mix because, you know, pain. And um, it's just sad to me. It's just sad because he was, like, trying to take on the responsibility that Lily wasn't able to take on just because of, like, her circumstances. Not that it was, like, her fault or anything, but... It was just, it was just depressing, and honestly, it's, it's, it was totally shocking to me. I didn't, I didn't expect anyone to die. If anyone, like some sort of a minor character, not one of the main characters, it was completely shocking. So I, I was yeah. going to make a joke here, but uh, I saw Justin's comment in the in the chat, and I and I thought that was much more appropriate. We often see, see Jedi lose masters, but we hardly see masters lose apprentices, and and that's, mm. a, I mean, that's that's a really key That's observation true. there that it's not often that we see the child figure in the relationship whether it's there that age or not uh succumb to to you know anything that tragic so it was uh, that is a much better comment than what i was originally going to have because it was gonna i was gonna poke ton and tongue in cheek about this situation but we'll we'll we'll, we'll say that for maybe a, another time later uh if if the appropriate if the timing feels more appropriate <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a very smart say, like, comment. I didn't even. I was about to say the only. I thing didn't even think of that. From, I think Master Apprentice. Like the only other thing I can think of is technically Obi Wan losing Anakin, but like I said, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, and even that it, isn't like a. Yeah, he was exactly. a knight. Like a, a yeah, he was he was a knight, and he had been a knight for a for a while. So like, as much as those two are are very close to each other. You could make the argument that the master apprentice, master Padawan sort of relationship had kind of run its course, and they had a different relationship Absolutely. at that time. So let's uh, let's keep this uh, train going, and let's move on to the younglings. I put them together: uh, Nima and Viz and Vivnia. Um, they're always like together, so I'm not going to ask us to try to remember which one is which or like to stink them out. But I do think that that's something <laughs> to build off of what you said of the uh, Padawans and the young. And then the young knights coming into the uh, their uh, being at this point. What about them? What about the younglings? They're growing up in a time of great uncertainty amongst the Jedi. How do you think the events that they are seeing literally unfolding in front of their eyes will shape them when they're fully fledged Jedi knights? I think Tyler alluded to it a little bit. I like. I think it'll be interesting to see them kind of take shape and be some leaders down the line. I do think it's interesting that we do get their perspective because we haven't gotten a lot of that from like 
Order 66 for, you know, comparison. I think like what they're going through now is that kind of caliber um, and in terms of their age and, and what they could experience. And we haven't seen that yet. So I'm excited to see how they develop um, and whether or not it gives them a more... Um, especially watching Lily struggle and wrestle, they were very present for all of that. So it'll be interesting to see if, if they take one side or another that she was kind of wrestling with, or if they do kind of go with the flow. Cause right now the Jedi are becoming way more militaristic. Mm-hmm. And so if they come up under that idea, you know, that's going to be a change of the order. Um, especially as we get, you know, closer to episode one and, and how the Jedi change. I wonder I if they could say, be on the front end of some By of that. the time the, that episode one rolls around, the uh, Jedi are a lot more insular, for lack of a better term, a lot more pragmatic. So one would, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be surprising if, like, Nemo, when they grow up and become Jedi Knights, are like, uh, no, we're not going to be uh, having tiny little outposts all over the world. We're not going to be spreading ourselves so right. thin. Like, that is incredibly mm-hmm. dangerous and risky for us. Like, they grew up, like, having their home bombarded by uh, Nihil Raiders and attacked by sentient plants. I, I would go so far as to That's say... That's going to mess someone up. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. go so far as to say the Masters are failing them and and, and will not be able to prepare them because because, because it's it's a time of peace. You know, it's... They don't know. Their their strategy is is outreach and expansion and, you know, let's... It, it spread our influence and our awareness to the Outer Rim, but... There's, I mean, we've seen it in the comics. We've seen it in in the novels. When it comes to how do we approach this aggressive force head on, they can, they don't have a solution. At least not 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 one that everybody can agree upon. Uh, Selen has his opinion. Avar has her opinion. Uh, you know, uh, Elzar has his own opinion, and their their lack of a central and unified voice is going to fail this group of 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 younglings and and padawans which is going to force them from from my perspective to be able to step in and say you know what fine if y'all aren't going to be able to the ones that are are going to save us we're going to have to save ourselves yeah i agree and also um they they kind of have a unique experience to other padawans like i feel like just comparatively, it doesn't seem like that many Padawans get to spend younglings. their... Or, I mean, they're, uh, younglings, sorry. Mm-hmm. Younglings. I, I feel like not many younglings get to spend their formative years outside of, like, a Jedi temple. Like, they're out, like, in the field, basically. Even though they're not in, like, wartime or anything like that, like we saw in the Clone Wars, they're still they're still in danger, like, with the Drangir and... You know, they're just kind of like let loose out into the woods all the time. Like they're not, they're not like supervised hardly ever. And I feel like they definitely have a unique experience to to others. And you know, I can't remember who who pointed it out earlier. Like I'm pretty sure it's Tyler. Like yeah, when when they get to make the decisions, they're not going to be letting any any younglings, um, <laughs> you know, be spending time on a random outpost. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, because they've, they've learned better. And I guess that's the only way you can make change, right? Is to, you know, experience something outside the norm, realize it's bad, and then, you know, you become the person making the decisions and then decide that it's wrong. So I guess that's the only way 
it can happen, which I guess is a good lesson. And the higher public, I think, you know, teaches exactly. us a lot of good and lessons. And that kind of bleeds into the next the next discussion person we want to talk about, Sav Malagain. This is good. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and pull, like, the, the covers off and get real deep into this real quick. Do you... We see her first in the High Republic Adventures as she has a outpost on uh, Takunda, Takodana, Takodana, Takodana. Yeah. Do you think part of the reason she didn't have any Padawans or apprentices or younglings at her temple is because the Jedi Council the, does not trust her with training uh, people because of her kind of unorthodox and strange ways? I don't know if trust is the right word i i i I would go so far as to say is there politicking involved in the in in the decision to give you know not award sav an apprentice or a padawan i i think i would not be surprised if there was some politics oh oh sav you're so good at not following our orders and and be parking your speeder everywhere and pissing us all off like congratulations you've been rewarded with this outpost in the middle of nowhere right you can handle it by yourself well i also wonder i don't know that it's a requirement right that masters pick up padawan so it also could very much be a um i know this isn't for me and that it probably wouldn't go well so i'm gonna go and do my thing on the pirate planet essentially um <laughs> and that just it kind of it kind of makes sense to me anyways um i don't know it, yeah. it'd be interesting i don't know that we know how old sav is either so it'd be interesting if maybe there was one in the past or i don't know i'm Give not me- gonna lie it didn't really even cross my mind that she didn't mind either paddle like i like i didn't really notice i was like oh yeah she does she definitely doesn't seem like the type of person that would have one like she just like kind of seems like a, like a free spirit the Jedi, and- uh bastards <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> um yeah i mean to me to me it kind of makes sense like if you're not um i don't have a great analogy for this like if you're not a dog person don't get a dog you know what i'm saying like if you're not <laughs> you got you know what i mean like if you're not if you're not a, a kid person you know maybe don't teach them how to become a person um <laughs> just because that might not go well i don't know so maybe maybe she's smarter than everybody else um instead of feeling like it's some sort of an obligation you know rather than then fulfilling that so-called obligation, just sort of, you know, letting things live. There are some Justin. people who are good at, and, and, and I'm leading into this comment, uh, cool. Tim, okay. I saw. There are some people who uh, like to be the parents. There are some people that like to be the uncles and, and, and the aunts and uncles. <laughs> and there, that's, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Exactly. So- I love that. And honestly, I respect her for that. Like, like, don't force yourself to do something that you don't feel you're suited for exactly. i think that's like, totally I hope we okay get, you know i don't know how long her race lives but i hope we can see a young more even more impetuous and more young you know off the hip sort of firing uh version of her in phase two um that'd be and, very and, cool and that's the, i think that's the thing that like is awesome but weird at the same time like we, we we've we know who these characters are and it's like, hey, you think you do, but now let's flip the script and let's go back 150 years and let's see them in a, like, we've never, mm-hmm. I guess we kind of, no, we, I mean, we don't really see. Not this long of time. Right. Anyways. Like, you don't, we don't, yeah. we don't do that. Like, you, 
the only other time that, that that we've sort of done that was the 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 prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. But those, mm-hmm. other than Obi Wan, there's not really a lot of carryover in the characters. So it's it's like it's its own it's it's a very unique situation. Yep. yep. Okay. So as. Uh, well, that is a very unique uh, sort of thing. So let's uh, start moving on to some more overarching discussion questions here. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the very first, uh, both of these volumes were written by uh, uh, Shimya Shinya, uh, but the first one was co-authored with Justina Ireland, and this one was with, co-authored by Daniel Jose Older. Did we notice a difference between the volumes with the uh, co-author changing? The only thing that immediately jumps out to me is that we got uh, yeah, like, all of I, I, I'll call the, midi- the middle part is <laughs> yes. the cameo part. You know? Yeah. It's the cameo part. Correct. There. Yeah. It definitely felt more grounded in other High Republic stuff. Like, I haven't read the first volume in a while, but if I'm remembering things correctly, you know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't as, I guess, in touch with other High Republic events Correct. as this one was. Um, and the other thing I would say, like, you know, I know earlier in the show, Timothy pointed out um, just about, like, the whole Arkoff thing, like, just the better better writing. And and believe me, I've said on the show multiple times that Justina Ireland is one of my favorite authors of all time. So this is, like, no disrespect to her. Uh, but it definitely, I think the Wookiee situation was written uh, better in, in this version. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though it wasn't as big of a part you know granted in you know because in in the first volume it was very much you know more prevalent um than in this one so you know there's that too uh so um quick lightning round uh just off the tip of your tongue what do you think the nihil are looking for on this planet they didn't say anything they just said an artifact like just one thing what do you think it is hmm Oh god, this is hard. I think I'm so I'm going to go first and take this take this off the board. I think it is a way to enhance the leveler. I mean, the the leveler seems to be yeah. very powerful but in a very controlled way. I wouldn't be surprised if this is something and and I have no proof. I have, like there's no no reason for me to, for me to think this other than from a strategic point point of view. I think they're looking a way to to widen the 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 effects of of the leveler. That's a good answer. Maybe um maybe some sort of like Jedi weapon. Like you know how like okay, you know how in the siege of, Ma- of Mandalore there's like this thing that they mm, yeah. kept Maul in and it like yeah. didn't allow him to use the force. Maybe it was something like that. Something that like dampened their their force ability so that they couldn't fight them as well. Some, yeah. Something to make them weak. Best guard uh, Other than the leveler, that. of course, that because that inherently makes them weak, but... <laughs> uh, this is only because, for some reason, talking about Justina Ireland has made me remember Spark of the Resistance, and the little yes. bonchy creatures remind me so much of the little things from that uh, story, uh, like the little yes. characters or whatever. So I'm wondering if there's some, like, mind control device somewhere hidden in the temple or something like that that gets them to do something crazy. That's very yes. out there. Probably not at all realistic, but for some reason, I want to connect those stories together. <laughs> I want to connect My them too. Gut, Let's do it. Is, uh, I think uh, it's something that's going to f- tie into phase two. I think there's something that happens in phase two that the Jedi are responsible for, and 
part of, like, the only thing that is, like, left over from it, like, some sort of shameful secret has been put in Banj and the temple there. So that's Ooh, what I like he's that. going there for, like, PR relations. Uh, that I wants this, uh, like, this file or this record that he will show to the galaxy that, hey, the Jedi have done everything in their can to hide this massive failure from you, and look how bad they are. I like that. That's yeah. that's. I, I like how you're tying it into into uh, the next phase. I think that's that's. I I I would like I would like to see that. <laughs> and especially where you know this is kind of like one of the last things that they've made phase in one. in the in phase one. You would think that it'd be likely that'd be tied into phase two. Also, y'all, I totally forgot <laughs> that I pulled like 24 images and I haven't been showing this whole show. So let's Lightning let's round. so Lightning let's start round. now. <laughs> I'm going to make him go really fast. um, (laughs) As we get to the end of this thing, let's move on to where do we think it's going? So um, we left this story in a kind of a very dark place, as all of phase one can have in it. But this one had was maybe even a darker than most. When we return to volume three, do you think it'll be right where we left off? Will there be a time skip? And do you think we'll have to wait until phase three before we get volume three? That is a great question. Well, I think that the the panel from Celebration confirmed that we won't have to wait until Phase 3 to get more manga, at least. I don't know if it'll be Edge mm-hmm. of Balance specifically, but seeing how there's Master Arkoff, you kind of think that it would be. I bet we're going to go back in time. I bet it's going to kind of be like everything else. Like maybe some sort of a, even though it says Volume 3 in the back of the book, part of me feels like maybe it'll be a reboot or of some sort, kind of like how they're doing the Higher Public, uh, you know, the Marvel series and, you know, the ID, uh, Higher Public Adventures is, um, you know, we, we're not sure what's going to happen because of the whole Dark Horse thing. But, you know, they're kind of restarting it by kind of like how they do the Star Wars mainline, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they just start with a new year or whatever. Um, I feel like they might go that way, maybe do another two volumes for phase two i think um i think it's also hard to know like did it sell well if it sold well i would say like yeah it's definite for phase two but um i would i would hope that it would be there for phase two i definitely i would be looking forward to that i think it'd be a weird choice if they which i mean it's fine if they decide to but it'd be a weird choice if they continued this story through phase two without reverting it to 150 years it's possible i guess because it's so infrequent um just 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 said in the to, chat it could be a flashback that would be cool yeah it kind, I of, like kind of like a like a framing device or something like that that could be cool that'd be really cool that, that would actually be cool like applied to the entire phase two mm. like honestly <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. because th- we we've seen that in the comics where where you yeah. have mm-hmm. You, you have a usually in these miniseries where you have a current story, but after the first six pages, it's all in the past and then it and then it goes to the next issue and then it does. So I, I think I, I wonder if Justin's on something there by saying like volume three is going to be in the present, but a large percentage of volume three is going to be some flashback from not probably not from Arkov because that's that could be weird to have him be a narrator in that but but yeah I think that I think that he might be onto something with that's that's how this is going to be set up um because that's yeah I I I don't want to have to wait to volume three like volume one was 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 a little subpar but this having to wait to 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 get a a 
a, a resolution to this to to volume three would be really disappointing. Can you imagine if they just made As, Arkoff like speak? Uh, oh, that or basic you know, all already, of a sudden. You know, put, we're pushing sort of things with like a, a manga <laughs> adaptation. Why not the first uh, fully uh, sheer Wook uh, uh, Star Wars novel, Star Wars comic? <laughs> That'd be something. <laughs> all right, so. Let's uh let's well, land then. this speeder. Hopefully better than Lily did, but let's uh let's put this uh, speeder down and let's talk about uh, our final uh, ratings. Again, we're no longer doing numeric ratings, we're doing uh tier ratings. So we're going to go around, uh talk about, you know, list just start with what you're rating it and then you can uh compound that a little later. So who wants to start? Tyler. Alright, Emma, go. Uh I can start. Um <laughs> uh let's see so we have the top three is good incredible yes. masterpiece right yes yep. okay i'm gonna give it an incredible um i really enjoyed it um you know i thought the story was was well done i liked it better than the first volume again no shade to my girl um justina but um i think it just tied into other parts of the higher public a bit more um, I think seeing Lily branch out a little bit more was cool. Again, the unexpected twist um, with uh, 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 Kieran passing um, was interesting to me. And I just found this, you know, kind of hooked me in a little bit more. Um, and I'm kind of, I have a good feeling about where these characters are going to go in the future. Like, I don't, I have a better feeling than I did after the first one that these characters might appear elsewhere i guess is is you know kind of my feeling about it especially because you know they've got some roster spots to fill <laughs> after the fallen star so true story <laughs> yeah <laughs> had to hurt me like that. Uh, i was gonna say just yeah. the nonchalant way that you 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 said that was just that was that was painful <laughs> yeah took a little bit for you to calculate that's okay that's okay um yeah i'm just I, i'm I'm pleased with, with this one, I think, more than I was the first one. I was a little underwhelmed by the first one, but uh, I think that they're starting to build on on what they've started. And sometimes things just take a little bit to get going, and that's okay. Yeah, I think if uh, on this rating scale, I'd probably rate Volume 1 a good. Uh, and, I would pro- and, and, I, and I'm rating this one an incredible uh, because the story's faster. There's, there's, there's higher stakes. Um, it, there, there, there's a lot of... The, the the scene has already been set, you know. So so there isn't a lot of world building here because you already know since it's volume two. I, I think the main thing for me that keeps this from being a masterpiece is, and it's probably unfair of me to say this, but if I take a step back and look at the whole High Republic, as Emma alluded to at, at, at the beginning of of the show, it's still kind of over here, and it doesn't tie in yet to the rest of the high republic so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to rate this as a masterpiece but then have somebody come back and say oh well that means i should i should read this alongside or in front of other parts of the high republic and i'm like eh, well probably not so for that reason what fair or unfair i probably have to just have to leave this as incredible yeah I am also going to, going to go the incredible route. Um, for me approaching manga for the first time um, ever, uh, it was fascinating and a new experience. But I feel like by the time I got to this story, I saw the potential and why they did this. And one of the standouts for me about Volume 2, honestly, was the art was just next level for me. I loved the shading. I mean, getting to see no space, getting to see the upfront look at Marchandro's helmet. 
um, mm. just the way that they were able to communicate. There was one of the um, I just lost the the, the Jedi vector. ship name. Uh, oh, the vector. The vector, and you see the the shadows underneath it. Yes. Like it was so well done. So it took it took me a little bit to adjust to the whole black and white thing, but I I'm a big fan. Really dig it. Um, and yeah, this story it. It was definitely heavier. Um, and I think this, I think Kieran's death was the biggest uh, immediate shock that I got from reading the higher public so far, um, just because it's a page turn and he's got a hole in his chest. I'm like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> um, and that, like every other death that we've seen, there's been a slow build to it. You know, something's going to happen. And yeah, here you think everything's going to be fine and then it's not. Um, and I really appreciated that kind of storytelling in this particular medium. Exactly, so yeah. big fan. Uh, so, so, da, 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 da. I, I practice it beforehand, but Sakaki Barra's art is amazing on this uh, in this volume. I, I hope she, we keep to see more and more of their uh, work here. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to give it an incredible as well. Now, uh, pretty much for all the reasons, just see what everyone else said. But I will say this. One thing I think I appreciate about this uh, volume, uh, to counter Tyler's stance, is how much it stands alone. And uh, I've said this before. I think, you know... When you're going back, when we're going back through and rereading the High Republic, like years from now, it's going to be a bit of a weird sort of thing to keep putting things down and picking things back up. I I kind of like how listen, like I could give someone these two volumes and say read this, and this is kind of a good snippet of what you're going to expect from sure. the High Republic. Maybe yeah. you won't get all mm-hmm. the sort of things, but like the themes that are present in the High Republic, like a evolution of the Jedi seeing them as heroes, uh, kind of unexpected threats, nihil attacks, terror, you know, how do we stand up in the face of, like, literal just, you know, chaos like this? Like, this is being represented in these volumes, like, really well. So when someone says, what's the High Republic and can I get a taste of it? These two, like, 200 pages of, you know, premium, you know, black and white art, it's the way to go. All right, so we've got a, a, a pure incredible for uh, for from, from from our hosts, and uh, yeah, I think I think that it, 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 we do we did a pretty good job of uh, of summarizing uh, how, how how this book is. So, all right, before we get out of here tonight, Emma, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know uh, what is coming up on our show and uh, our sister shows this week? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, this is not like you know, an official Utini crossover or anything, but I am calling this Roundtable Week because unbeknownst to everyone, Mm -hmm. we've all done a roundtable this week or are going to do a roundtable this week. Um, Because tomorrow, Legends Look Back is doing Darth Bane, Dynasty of Evil, their second part of that roundtable. So that makes three in a row roundtables for everybody. So great job, everyone. Um, Anyways, um, next week for us, we are doing a Greg Pak writer spotlight, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's been it's been a little bit since we've done a writer or artist spotlight, so that'll be a lot of fun. And I think Greg Pak's work is going to be, you know, especially important with um, Shadow of the Sith coming out and you know the Ochi stuff. So really excited to talk about him. And then uh, next week on The Living Force uh, on Monday, that's going to be uh, the second part of the Brotherhood Roundtable. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. I'm really excited to to listen to more of that going forward. I was trying to think of a way to make another joke about 
you know, all the round tables were doing. Mm-hmm. It didn't come to me. That's okay. <laughs> anyways, enjoy, <laughs> anyways, enjoy, enjoy all of our, all of our round tables. I hope you like that format because you are getting fed this week. <laughs> we have all had the joke in the head, but by the time it gets from the head to the mouth, it just, it, yeah. it, it just disappears. It just goes off. It's gone. And yeah. It flew so away. I, I, we, it's gone just like Kira. Yeah, oh, oh, all right. There wow. we go. You know what? On uh, that note, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. <laughs> tonight and that is going to do it for this week's episode of the cosmic force don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on youtube where you can find our where you can hear us live every wednesday night at 8 p.m we also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to you can also follow us on twitter and tweet at the show at cosmic force show stay informed about star wars comics happenings or follow the host individually i'm at ty rags emma is at irma jedi 26 caleb is at caleb lamanek and timothy is at tc guthrie 2 for reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utini.com. And we also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. And you can also help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini to start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Thanks again to Emma, Caleb, and Timothy for hosting with me tonight. A special thank you to those of you who joined us in the chat. And an extra special thank you to those of us who were listening to our audio podcast wherever and whenever you were listening to us. We truly appreciate your support. We hope to see everybody next week. But until then, may the Force be with you. 